This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays. Except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. This podcast is sponsored by FanDuel. It's a special offer for new users. You can get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. It's more than $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. It's Chris Liss, the host of the East Coast Offense Podcast. As usual, I am joined by... Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing all right. Um, normally, I know you don't really care about talking about injuries or some stuff like that, but uh, what is a staple of this podcast is me bitching about my bad beats. So the the latest one is in the I'm in an NFFC high stakes prime time league, and I guess you could say the the Stopa Law Firm League has the biggest payout, eleven thousand. This payout would be sixty five hundred. Although the overall is, I believe, one hundred fifty thousand, and this actually required me, you know, giving money in for a buy-in, and at the tw- I, I picked first, and then at the twenty-fourth pick, which is doubly important because it's a reversal, so I right. don't get a, a early third rounder. Rob Gronkowski fell to me, so I'm like, okay, I, I got to grab him here, and not only does he cost me a, a zero earlier in the year. But I put Eric Ebron in my lineup because I wasn't sure if Gronk was going to play this weekend. Of course. And, and, and Ebron played in Thanksgiving, put up a zero, and not only then, so then I put in Gronk uh, on Sunday and removed Tyreek Hill. Tyreek oh, Hill. Ouch. Oh. I mean, I am currently in second place in this league. It's a lot of money involved. This is like ten thousand dollar decision. The, the difference is actually really it's more than it's more than eight thousand dollar decisions here. And now he is out for the season. So what do you make of the Gronk injury just in general in fantasy and for the Pats? Well, first off, I think that's really funny what happened to you. And the same thing happened to me in a Hilarious. much lower stakes Hilarious. league. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was the um, Wavos League where I specifically told Trevor, he drafted for me, he auctioned for me, 
in that league. I gave him a list of players that included David Johnson, and I said, under no circumstances should we take spend real money on a tight end, just spend a couple bucks. But he thought Gronk was a good price. He gets Gronk. Gronk misses the first three weeks or the first two weeks. The next week he comes back, gets a zero. The next week he comes back, gets one catch for 11 yards. Then he has four really good weeks. Then he has a bad week. He gets hurt. There's a bye. And then now he's out for the year. So that was terrible. And then last week, of course, he got a zero. But we also did exactly the same thing you did. We put Ebron in because on Thursday you just kind of had to put a tight end in, right? And he's good. So you figure right. – and then he gets a zero. And then you take out – I took out Marquise Lee who scored a touchdown. Not as bad yeah, not as taking, Tyree Kill. No, not as bad as Tyree Kill. <laughs> but First got, players, Gale Sayers, scored three different touchdowns. Right. So it wasn't as bad. But I got – I. it's just funny that I had the exact same thing. That's only like – we each paid three hundred for that, so it's like a fifteen hundred dollar. No, it's like two thousand probably if you win, but we we were a long shot anyway to win. Yeah, yeah, very frustrating. But what do you make of that seriously for the Pats? Like, uh, I mean, they can still win the Super Bowl, obviously, right? But I mean, how many points per week do you think he would count? Well, I mean, I think he's like a point off the spread, maybe you know something like that. It's so funny, Pro Football Focus is like he's the best offensive player in the game. Right. What they mean right. is like relative to his position, he's the most dominant by the widest margin, but. Come on, if Brady's out, it moves the needle so much more than if Gronk. So much more. I know, so much more. He's just a fun player to watch, too, though, and a great character off the field. But, yeah, very, very frustrating. I wasn't even targeting the guys, you know, and, like, fell at me at number 24. But, so, all right. All right. So, so I, before the season, I wrote a column, five stars I'm not owning. And I said, this, you know, I don't have Antonio Brown, but that's just because I just didn't pick first overall ever. And in an auction, I just didn't go to the math for him. Right. And I said, but that doesn't, that's not because I don't want him. It's just because I just didn't land him. And, like, Ezekiel Elliott, like, I thought about picking a few times. Didn't get him anywhere. But it wasn't because I didn't want him. But there were five guys that I definitely did not want in the first two rounds, the first round and a half. And they were Gronk because he always gets hurt. And even last year when he was good, he only caught 72 passes. It's not like in PPR that's that great. Um, yeah, but tight ends are so bad. And at 24, would you have passed on him? Um, I would have thought about it. I probably would have taken him in your shoes. I, I w- yeah, I mean, there was, it was getting thin there anyway in, in drafts, and I probably would have taken him. But anyway, but that was very rare that he would fall that far. Um, right. Lamar Miller was on my list. Adrian Peterson was on my list. And DeAndre Hopkins was on my list. The only one that was good on my list was Julio Jones. And so he's been pretty good. Right. But I, I feel like yeah. avoiding those guys is half the battle. Like, I have, some, I have a lot of Allen Robinson who's been a real bust. But I have I've yeah no I I give you credit for the uh, DeAndre Hopkins one. You said he was just like you know a, a product of volume, and I watched him. And I thought he was really good, and I, and I was the guy who went with the theory of the, their quarterback can't be any worse than it was last year. So definitely credit to you. Well, no one thought Osweiler was going to be this bad, but it, it's 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 easier to call busts than successes because there's actually more of them. Like if you look at the first three rounds, if you just randomly throw a dart, like half of them are going to be busts. So it's easier to get those right. But I try to make it the first you know, round and a half, you know, not, not saying that some scrub was a bust. And of course, Julio Jones has been very good. And I did act on that. I mean, I took Allen Robinson over him in one non PPR league. And that was definitely a mistake. Julio but, Jones is the weirdest DFS player of all time, though, because how he's priced and his hit and misses are just – they're incredible. He's either great or, or, or not. <laughs> not good. Well, well, Julio Jones has had the most volatile season, I think, one of, of all the most time. volatile seasons of all time. He's, he's had four games where he had 35 or fewer yards with no touchdowns. Right. And he's had six games with more than 100 yards, more than 105 yards. 
So he's only had one game all year, and it was week one, where he had between 36 and 104 yards. Yeah, that's pretty insane, right? It's very, it has to be historical. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it's the most common finish for a starting receiver is somewhere between 36 and 104 exactly yards. It's not done, right? It's exactly it's just, what To, to not do that for 10, 11 straight weeks is, is crazy. Okay, so what else did I want to tell you about? Oh, so I have an NFFC team. It's, it's in the Rotowire Online. It's not as high stakes as the prime, prime time, but it's, you know, it's 1500 bucks for first place, which I think I'm going to get. I think I clinched it. I'm in it. one myself. I'm in one myself. Okay, so you know what it is. So I clinched it. But I also picked up Sammy Watkins and Adrian Peterson in the last several weeks and Ladarius Green. So, you know, we'll see. I, I have Odell Beckham, and I took him with the second pick, and then Lev Bell fell all the way to the second-to-last pick in the second round. So I've got Beckham and Lev Bell, and I've got Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas and Mark Ingram, and then Watkins and Peterson. You know, what if they're back? What if, what if they're themselves? So, knock on wood, you know, there's a huge amount of people in that online thing vying for the, you know, once you're in the playoffs, it's still a huge long shot to make any real money. But the team is, it's got, you know, it's got a pulse. Yeah, I'm up there in my own specific league myself, but I have Jordan Reed at tight end, as we do in League of Leagues. So, the tight end position is driving me crazy uh, right now. But yeah, so, you, so you're so you doing well in the Beat Chris List League, is what you're saying, correct? One of the two. There were two of them. One of them, I, am, I have the worst team in the league. I have... Oh. <laughs> I have Keenan Allen. I had Keenan Allen, Doug Martin, and, and Eddie Lacy as my two, three, round oh. three and four. And Allen Robinson was my number one. And then I had like Corey Coleman and a, a bunch of other guys that got hurt too. Like I've basically everybody got hurt on the team, and it was also a bad team to start with. Right, right. That's brutal. Okay, all right. Uh, let's move forward. Uh, I've only I don't really have much to, to bring to you before we get to the games this week. Um, how many touchdowns do you think Aaron Rodgers has this season? A lot. Oh, you mean at the end of the year or what? Right now. No, right now. How many do you think he's totaled? I'm going to say he had like 27 or 28 passing and then a couple, three rushing, so like 31 or something like that. Ah, oh, man. Way to shit on my point. Yeah. He has 30 touchdowns yeah. right now with 6.8 YPA, and his YPA has been really good the last two weeks. I felt like a fool betting against him as we did in the Super Contest on Monday night, and We'll get to this later, but I really like the Packers this week. Man, he's all in this controversy about his family and this big article written about him. And and I don't know if uh, Olivia Munn is a problem or what, but like he's just kind of a fascinating character in sports right now. What what is your opinion of him? Well, first off, he I, I wrote an article about this that he's like almost on pace to match Cam Newton's year from last year, fantasy wise, which I mean, few people I feel like would realize that, right? No, I didn't realize it at all. And Cam Newton was like the third or fourth best fantasy season of all time for a quarterback last year. And Rodgers very quietly has 27 touchdowns and he's got, you know, passing three rushing and he's got 285 rushing yards and you prorate everything out to 16 games. And it's like 40 something, you know, 40 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, Tons of yard. I mean, it's ridiculous, and it's just very quiet because, as you said, six point eight YPA. Uh, team's not very good. His receivers are all kind of spread around. There's nobody having a crazy monster season. Although Jordy Nelson was leading the NFL in touchdowns uh, from among receivers a couple weeks ago. I don't know if he still is. I wrote in the article. I said he's you know still a top. You know he's still in the conversation of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Even though he's the YPA has slipped, he's. You watch that game against the Eagles. The Eagles in Philly, remember, 
was the only team that could stop Matt Ryan. They went into Seattle. They went into Denver. And Matt Ryan had no problem. He goes into Philly and got crushed. Rodgers had. And they beat the Steelers 34-3. to Right. And they crushed Ben. Right. Ben Roethlisberger got destroyed there. And Rodgers just picked him apart. So I'm with you. I, you bet you bet them against the Texans. I did too. I'm like, it's not like, oh, okay, it's recency bias. Now we're, you know, now we're on Rodgers again. No, it's greatest player, greatest quarterback of all time bias. You know, it's like if he looks right, like that, right. now I'm, okay, whatever was wrong with him is no longer wrong with him. Right. I'm not sure how many snaps Clay Matthews played, but I know there's a big discrepancy when he's been on the field this year as far as them defensively. But, yeah, in Philly in, in a night game in primetime, took zero sacks. Right. Now, was, his offensive line's been good all year, though, on, on pass blocking. He always has okay. hours to throw. And right. The receivers are just okay, I think, now, but it's good enough. All right. One final quick thing. I want, I'm just curious your opinion of this. Uh, what, what, what do you do about writing the Washington's football team's name? What do I do about writing it? Yeah, or talking I about write, it or whatever. You mean the Redskins? Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you do? Do you say Washington's football team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, am I just trying to make myself feel good, like an important person or a good person, morally good? I, I, I don't know. Like, what? I'm just curious your opinion. I mean, are you virtue signaling now? Are you trying yeah, to make people think go. you're a nice guy? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's the name of the team, man. You know, I mean, I, I get it. Like, people are genuinely offended by it, and I don't blame them for being offended by it. It's, it is what it is, but it's the name of the team. You know, I mean, I just think, like, that's the team name. Okay. All right. I, I suppose it. you could take that to an absurd level. Like, you know, you could make some team names up that are even more offensive, and then would you use them? Well, if you were a real man, you would tell me what you mean by that. Which particular names? You can yeah. use your imagination. You can use your imagination. Okay. You could come think of in your mind some names that really would be very bad names for teams. And, and you know, if you were – stuff that would get you fired immediately if you named a team that. I mean – I guess there is a line, and maybe people think, well, that's over the line, so I won't use it. I don't really – Yeah, no, I, avoid, I personally avoid it altogether. Okay, and I, I've, I've been just using it. I've been using it. I'm, here's, here's the thing. Like, I, I do understand why people are offended, and I respect it. I also think that the other side of that is that people are offended by a lot of things in society now, and there's a lot of say oh, the wrong word. Sure. Say the wrong word, and you're fired forever. You'll never work right. again. Say the right. wrong word. You know, you can be a total scumbag who commits fraud and takes money corruptly and does all that. No problem. We'll reelect you. We'll rehire you. No big deal. You know, you're part of the financial crisis that cost people their homes. You were part of the fraudulent selling. No big deal. But you say this one word or these two words, sorry, you're, you're done. You're out. And I just think that's like a really bad trend because I think it's, it's kind of policing the symbol, not policing the action. You know, bad actions should be punished. Symbols, yeah, if you say a lot of stuff that's symbolically offensive, you know, it can become kind of like an action. But it's, in general, like, we're sort of missing the whole point. So I, I'm sort of on the side of, look, it's the team name for a lot of years. They probably should change it. They haven't changed it yet. To me, it's not personally, even though I'm not in the, you know, necessarily the person to speak for anyone else. It's not that offensive to me personally. So I, I use it, but I could understand the objection to it. All right, I got you. And I understand the general thought of society being overly sensitive, but that does seem well, it's not, it's, people still that. that, that, that let, me, let, me, like, let me make the point in a, in a more constructive way, which is that, okay. is that people should be very sensitive to the bad acts that have been done to Native Americans, you know, African Americans, everybody who's had bad things done to them for very bad reasons, okay? People should be sensitive to that 
and care that those things stop and get righted. But to me, the focus on the language is kind of like you're kind of symbolically taking care of something, but you're leaving the actual really bad shit that's going on you know, right. untouched. That's sort of my point. Right. So I, right. I feel like most people are piously patting themselves on the mouth. Oh, I don't use the word redskins. I don't say it. I'm, there's, well, right, that's now, why I right now they're trying to install pious? a pipeline in North Dakota. The land is being destroyed by this scumbag oil company, right, that's bankrolled by all the investment banks. Obama's not doing a goddamn thing about it. So, you know, it's like that's real shit. That's like actually ruining their lives, those people. And, you know, what name you call the team, it's just like, you know, that's that's what people want to focus on. If that pipeline thing got like a quarter of the attention of the name controversy, the Redskins, that would be a good thing. Right. Uh, Totally understand a thousand percent. Let's let's go to the games now. All right. Tonight's game. You're not going to get this edited in time, so we're going to look like fools for sure. And I, uh, as usual, I do not read your column until we go to this. So I'm not sure what spread you use, but okay, it's, so it's, I used yep. three and a half. That was what it was when I. That's made. what I thought, but across Vegas Insider right now, it's three. Well, so lines move. You know that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah, I, I took the Cowboys myself. What about I, you? I took the Vikings plus three and a half. I just think, look, this will be nine and a half in Dallas. I get it. I, I think Dallas is totally legit, every bit as good as people think. But going on the road against a good D, laying three and a half, is just this, it's just the type of game that a team like Dallas will drop or be close. I think Dallas will win, but I, I think it will be competitive. Yeah, I, I, I did not feel strongly. I don't like love, especially in the short week traveling. But, uh, but it's not a Dallas. short week, though, for either of these teams. They both. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, even more so then, go Dallas. Okay. All right, I'm not that strong on it, but I, I, I use them in a teaser because I'm a degenerate and and I need to have money on the line. So I got I got plus three and a half. Saying you're a degenerate every time you say you use them in a teaser is redundant. There's a reason it's called a teaser. <laughs> it only it's to attract degenerates. Like, just, I like that. Okay, so Broncos minus five at Jaguars was a line I had. Now I wrote this up before it looked like Trevor Simeon would be out. And I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but it's looking that way. I think the lines moved a little bit. I took the Jaguars. I just felt that that game against KC was such a physical, nasty overtime game that went to the absolute end of overtime. So it was like a five-quarter game that was very hard-hitting. I don't know if there was just more mic'd up, but I heard so many pops in that game. And to me, it's just now they got to travel across the country, uh, and Jacksonville's D is okay, and they may have Lynch. I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah, when it, when this uh, when I sent you the staff picks a couple days ago, it was five and a half, and I took the Jags as well. Right now, it's showing three and a half. Okay. Well, it depends. What what does the Vegas contest, contest have it at? Uh, four. Four. Okay. I mean, I still like the Jaguars. I have the Broncos winning by like a point. Yeah. No, I to, I'm on board. Yeah. Ja- okay. I mean, Jacksonville, it's just so frustrating uh, to watch play. But, I mean, that's that's a lot of points for a home team. Yeah. And, I mean, their only way of moving the ball really is through the air. And that's Denver's strength, too. But. But just whatever. I'm holding my nose and taking it. Low low total to 39 and a half points. I mean, that, so that makes the, the amount of points uh, that much more significant. Yes, that does. All right. Chiefs plus three and a half at Falcons. Who you got? I took the Chiefs here. And it's interesting because uh, once you fell off today on the uh, XM show, uh, we talked to Jeff Erickson about his ranking with Matt Ryan. And I looked at my Yahoo colleagues and I have him like fifth. And that's like, higher than most in the industry and in, including Jeff. And I didn't really get that. This over under 49 points. Chiefs have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing QBs. And uh, Matt Ryan's been, you know, the MVP of the NFL season so far. So that has been surprising to me, but the chiefs get it done. And that's a lot of points, right? 
So the Chiefs are 21st in yards per play allowed, but they're seventh in points per game or eighth or something like that. Maybe it's ninth, but it's top ten. And so there's a little bit of a disconnect, right? Like they seem like they're a good defense in some ways, but they and they have a lot of playmakers on defense, especially now that Justin Houston's back. But, right, and healthier. Only going to get healthier. Yeah, I mean he's obviously healthy after last game. He had three sacks and ten <laughs> solo tackles. But not bad. But they're not necessarily, you know, a defense that's going to shut down someone like Matt Ryan. I mean, the key is just obviously getting pressure on him, and they might. I get, you know, I don't know. I I, I see him being probably a top seven QB this week. So I'm with you. All right. Well, it's funny. We took both of these teams in our super contest last week, the Chiefs and the Falcons, in which we went three and two because your Giants somehow covered a seven-point spread on the road and the Monday night debacle with the Eagles. We were this close to to running a pretty, you know, nice little nine and one run there through two weeks. Well, we're sitting on an eight-point lead forever, and they weren't doing anything, and they probably wouldn't have covered except JPP takes a fumble for a touchdown yeah. the other way, and then the Browns got it to seven. Uh, and then the Giants, for some reason, I don't know why, Ben McAdoo was like, oh, we better score now. We're only up seven. <laughs> we're up eight. They were just, for 19 minutes, they didn't even do anything. And then they decided to be aggressive and score. So he uncharacteristically did that. Can't right. be, we can't be held accountable for that. I, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I, I think these teams are roughly equal. I, I'm a little nervous because of the same thing I said with the Broncos. They beat each other up, and it was a five-quarter game, and Chiefs are traveling. But um, – I don't know. I think these teams are roughly equal, and I'll take the hook. And I kind of like Spencer Ware as a sleeper DFS play this week because everyone has to be off him at this point. Yeah, but, I mean, the problem is Andy Reid is off of him. <laughs> well, that, yes, that would be a problem. That's just a minor problem, you know, that, that's hard to overcome as a fantasy player. Right. All right, All right what's up next? I got, I got the, the Packers. Um, they're my best bet of the week, and I'm using them in Survivor. And I'm sure I'll be wrong, but man, I mean, at home against Houston, they are looking good. Their defense, this spread supposedly opened at three and a half and now it's six and a half, which of, of course is just such for the sucker people less than the touchdown right there. But still, I have the Packers winning this handily. I have the Packers winning by seven, so I'm, I'm taking them. It was six when I wrote it up. You know, you were talking about, I think it was, think it was you and Steph Pick saying fade Osweiler. Why not? You know, fade him, bet on Rodgers. If Rodgers can get it done in Philly, he can get it done at home against Houston. Yeah, and how bad is Osweiler? Literally, I mean, he's awful. Yeah. All right, so we're, we might as well talk about it now. Who did you have in your survivor column? I mean, I have the Pats, obviously, and then Seattle is my number two. <clears throat> Ooh, above the Green Bay. Is yeah. that based on ownership? Uh, no. I mean, there are lower owned, and so that's a boost, but um, – I would have I would take Seattle over Green Bay or New Orleans. I have Green Bay third, New Orleans fourth, but I but I have Seattle second. <clears throat> when I make the lines before the games, um, I made Seattle ten and a half, and and wow. I I did that I cheated a little bit because I knew I thought it could be ten maybe, but I knew it probably was going to be a lot lower. I didn't realize how much lower. I thought it could be nine, eight and a half, but I wanted to make sure that I was forced to take Seattle. So that said, let's That's just make it ten and a half. I, I don't, I don't want to touch Carolina here. So we'll talk about that in a bit. But so I, I, I have Packers third. Yeah, I had New Orleans uh, last week in Survivor, in which you tried to talk me out of. I believe. Who did I tell spot. you to take instead? I, I can't remember who was it. Who, who did you have in your column? They who all, was it? They all the first eight all made it, so it doesn't. Yeah, matter. I guess. Yeah, I know. No one lost. <laughs> there were six people in my in my pool. Oh, you had more of a blowout than I did. I mean, who cares? 
Right, right. I guess especially when they're now a viable option the next week too, right? Well, <laughs> that, no, that makes I never think like that. I never think like that. I know, that. no, no, I know. Exactly. You, you can't look ahead, but I'm just saying right. it really doesn't matter when they are a viable option the next week. Yeah, no, it doesn't. All right, so Eagles minus one and a half at Bengals. I just went ugly here and went Bengals, the so home team. I. So um, I mean, what are you going to do here? Why? why I mean uh, – I'm hoping as a Jeremy Hill owner in, in Stopa and a couple important leagues, he's going to continue to get those passes thrown to him. But what analysis can we say here other than they're the home team? Why in anyone? Why would anyone whatsoever bet on them? So that's the side I went with. Yeah, the Eagles have been much better at home this year. It's just so, like, really? They're laying one and a half? I think I made it a pick em. Actually, no, I didn't. I made the Eagles plus two and a half. I gave them the nod as the better team, but I wasn't going to be laying points with them. Yeah, so yeah, so you're kind of off on the spread a little bit, but not um, not really. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm Cincinnati's going to miss the playoffs for the first time in, in whatsoever, how many years, whatever. But in Philadelphia has been ranked highly in DVOA all season, but still, I, I'm going to go ugly here in Cincinnati. I imagine the amount of tickets are going to be way on the other side. But the Eagles are out of it too, though. Right, right, they are. They don't. That's true. <laughs> it's not like this is not you know. It's not like the Eagles are gearing up for the playoff run. And right. everyone just saw them perform poorly in prime yeah. time. And so it's maybe a, I'm wrong. Short, short week on the road. I, I don't know. I like the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Uh, Lions plus five and a half at Saints. I took the Saints. I just think at home the Saints are really good. The Lions are just smoke and mirrors. They've been trailing in the fourth quarter of every single game. They were, lucky, they were lucky to win either of the Vikings games that they played. And the Saints, Saints D is not even that bad anymore. And at home, their offense is as good as any offense in any venue. So – who are the Lions? And the Lions are going to get smoked. You're probably right. And as I said earlier, the low total means the points mean more in this one. It's 53 and a half, the over-under. So I actually did take the Lions because I kind of put them in the in the realm of the, the Giants and the Chargers of teams that don't want to back as favorites but like them as dogs. But the Saints are actually, you know, they're kind of a good team. So I'm probably on the wrong side of this one. I, I got to say that I admit that. You admit it before the case. Yes, but I mean the Lions are not bad either. I mean, they're how many wins do they have? They got to be able to keep this. I feel like they're going to keep it close. I, I do. And, and Marvin Jones has been terrible. I feel like he's going to bounce back. He's he's still on your roster. He is still on my Stopa oh. roster. Yes. All right. Duly noted. We'll we'll talk about this next week. I'm, I'm sure the Lions will cover because you're apologizing for them in advance, and that's always the type of time <laughs> exactly. where they win. Forty right. Niners plus one and a half at Bears. I took the Bears. I mean, I just think this line should be three. Like, they're both not that terrible, but pretty terrible. They're both trying, at least. It's in Chicago. Why is it not three? I took the Bears as well. Um, Kaepernick, my boy, is playing very well, though. And But Barkley showed some some interesting signs of possible uh, future value last week. And uh, Jordan Howard, I have, is a must DFS play this week, despite the Niners playing better defense recently. So, sure, yeah, why is the spread not bigger? I agree. Barkley was, would have been like the number one pick had he come out that one year. He stays in college. He has a bad year. He falls like the, what, the fourth round or something like that, and then never really gets a chance. He had three crappy games for the Eagles a few years ago, like 2013. And in baseball, if you had like a prospect that was the top prospect in the entire draft, and he had got hurt a bunch or whatever like he barely played in football it's weird because in baseball you always play at some level but he didn't even play and then he has one good game you'd be like you know one good game in football is like 50 at bats in baseball or 
30 innings in, in, in you know, as a pitcher, you'd be like, holy shit, remember that guy? He's, he's starting to deal now. You know, it would totally wake you up. But in football, these prospects, like once they go south, like nobody even – people forget that he might have been the number one pick had he come out. Yeah, so in 2005, he was the first uh, freshman quarterback to start at modern day since Todd Marinovich. I know, high praise. But, um, like, you know what that means to start as a freshman in one of the best uh, high school systems <laughs> in the United States? Like, that's pretty difficult to do. So, yeah, he, he has the pedigree for sure. So interesting that they, well, quarterback is also the hardest position to evaluate. But, all right, Rams. Well, I mean, how old are you coming out of eighth grade? I mean, like, what, how old? I mean, and this is a, literally modern day is, is a, a system that, you know, wins all the time. And he's the first one to start. As a freshman. Okay, Rams plus 13 and a half at Patriots. Now, this is before we knew Gronk was out, though we knew it was definitely possible that he would be out. I still set the line at 14 and a half. It's probably wrong. I, I, I feel like this one's wrong in my bones, but I just felt like Jared Goff in New England is going to get destroyed. Like, even if, if the Patriots had Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback, it wouldn't make a difference. So I laid the wood. Yeah, I agree. I mean, New England was nearly this the, – the spread was nearly the same, uh, uh, only the opposite sides of the country on the road against the 49ers. So, like, yeah, I, I think I happily laid the wood here. Okay, Dolphins plus three and a half at the Ravens. It's, it's gone down to three since I wrote the column, but I took the Dolphins because I thought it should have been three. They're basically equal teams. Dolphins are on the road. Why wouldn't you take three and a half? Exactly. Not too much analysis to go here. More than a field goal. It's actually uh, most of Vegas Insider actually is at three and a half. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it I, still is. I saw it move in some places. Bills plus three at Raiders. To me, like the Bills are a really good team, except they don't have a downfield weapon. Well, if Watkins can play, that's solved. And Tyrod Taylor's good, and LeSean McCoy's healthy. I think they'll probably win this game. The Raiders, to me, are just so unimpressive. The Carolina game, they actually won pretty handily, even though Carolina got back in the game after a series of bizarre plays. But the Raiders, like that night they played the Texans, it was like they weren't doing anything, and they got a 75-yard touchdown to the fullback. It just seems like smoke and mirrors to me. I'm, I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree with you 100%. Uh, I, I do believe that the Raiders are – I'm not going to call them a fraud, but I don't think they're great, and I actually do think the Bills are good. I, I, I would not feel confident at all. In a, in a pick 'em pool or something, choosing the Raiders high, uh, absolutely the Bills can win this game. Yeah, especially if Watkins is you know gets his forty snaps or whatever. He had soreness and then he practiced today, and they said barring a setback, he's going to play. Right. Okay. Uh, Buccaneers plus four at Chargers. Again, I think these teams are roughly equal, and I took the Bucks. This has got to be the most bizarre line of the week, right? Oh, actually, there's one more which is coming up, but. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it at all. The Bucks are really good, I, or they're not really good, but they're decent. And the Chargers never cover when they're favored like this. So absolutely took Tampa Bay. All right, so we're on the same page. And then Redskins plus two and a half at Cardinals. I had this as a pick'em. I just think the Redskins have to be considered the better team, and they're getting two and a half. Good enough for me. Yeah, the Washington football team. Uh, right. I didn't. How uh, Kirk Cousins is man? He's on pace to maybe make me some money. I bet on him before the season to win the passing title, and he's throwing a lot of yards. So I think Arizona is awful. So I happily took the points here. Yeah, you know Arizona is like yards per play best defense in the NFL. That's why the books love them so much. Mm. But like sometimes those indicators are just I don't know. Like we, we, Jeff and I were talking about on the show today it was like there was that six six overtime game tie with Seattle. Like, that's definitely right. holding 
their that, that's really contributing to their you know, really good yards per play. And it's was Russell Wilson was hobbled. The offense was terrible, right? They just certain things can skew those numbers a bit. So, right, I don't buy much into. And it. Washington is definitely better at home. I get that, but man, if you watch Arizona play this year, I mean they <laughs> they had aspirations to win the Super Bowl, and I don't even think they're 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 awful. I, I yeah, I don't like them at all. Right. All right. Giants plus six at Steelers. I made this line four and a half. The Steelers are way better at home, and the Giants coach is so bad. And that conservative crap where he's trying to establish the run is going to get them blown out. But I think the Steelers will force them to throw and keep up a little bit more. And the Giants D is better. So I took the points. Yeah, this was the weirdest line for me of the week. I, I don't know. The Giants are eight and three. Yeah. Why is this not, why is this not a three point spread? But doesn't it seem like the sucker plays the Giants because of that? It's like eight and three. For right? sure. Because it's so obvious. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's bizarre to me. I mean, it's it's because it is what it is. The Giants have like a plus four point differential, or they did going into the Cleveland game. So now they're yeah, plus like, eighteen, plus eighteen. Yeah, so they got fourteen more against the worst team in the league. The Giants, they're really good personnel, but their team, the way they've performed, is not that good. And the reason they're not that good is because their coach is an idiot. Right, but as you said, that might be mitigated by the fact that they're be forced to throw the football. But it may be too late. You know, I mean, I could see the Steelers getting up like twenty-one-three, like the. Steelers score in their first drive. The Giants run it on first down, second and nine, and they get a penalty, and now they got a punt. Steelers score another touchdown. The Giants get a field goal on the next drive, and it's 21-3 before, before it's like every play is to Odell Beckham and Shepard. And it's too late, you know? And the Steelers yeah, not sure, how much it, not sure how much it means, but they have, like, the greatest differential in one season to, from the next uh, DVOA improvement on defense in NFL history. Yeah. Well, their D is good. I mean, you know, everyone craps on Jerry Reese. He signed Damon Harrison, who's probably the best run-stopping interior lineman in the, in the NFL. They, they got Jason Pierre-Paul back, you know, himself, which is a huge, huge addition. It's like getting Von Miller almost. I mean, he's that good. And then you got Olivier Vernon, who's been good. Janoris you haven't even, you're, you're burying the lead, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Landon Collins, right? But, yeah. But yeah. No, he, he's been great. And then you got Janoris Jenkins, who everybody mocked for giving him too much money, but he's been really good. So, like, they have good secondary now and a really good defensive line. The linebackers are still kind of sketch, but it's a pretty good defense. I'd say almost a really good defense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're like, you know, top seven, top eight. Um, so we're both taking the Giants that thinking twice. Now, here's my best bet. So Panthers plus six and a half at Seahawks. I had it ten and a half. The Panthers have mailed it in. You know, the, the books love them, and those per play, Massey Peabody types love the Panthers. And fine, whatever. They they do decently yards per player or, or all those stats. But it's just like the Oakland game. They were getting blown out by Oakland. David Carr breaks his finger or dislocates his finger, then runs away from the ball. I've never seen that. Like, he just ran the other direction. Nobody said anything about it. They're like, ah, oh, that must have hurt. He didn't think to fall on the ball even though he was in pain? Okay. So they fumble. Then it's like a 75-yard touchdown to 10 Ginn, and there was like another big play to Kelvin Benjamin. It was like two seconds later, the game, they were ahead. But they still blew it, and the Raiders still could have scored a touchdown and covered at the end, but they ended up stalling on the five-yard line and winning anyway. And it's like they just – the Panthers just – they're checked out. I don't know if it's the Super Bowl loss hangover or what it is. It's just they're checked out. And Seattle just got beat badly on the road. They're getting a bunch of their defenders back. I think they're getting Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor back, maybe Michael Bennett. So I just think yeah. Seattle's going to crush them. That's fine. Totally fine. I totally hear you. I, I think I believe I sent Panthers in my staff picks. But 
in the super contest. It's six and a half points, which is huge. Right now in Vegas Insider, it's uh, seven points. And at home in prime time, I don't know. What do you make of that? Is that anecdotal? I mean, does that mean anything to you? I mean, coming up a loss, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, their defense was thin last week. And Tampa's D just, I don't know how they, you know, did what they did, but it happened. I don't think that's indicative. You know, it's the same team that went in New England and won. So I think that uh, Carolina's back four pretty weak. I think Russell but what Wilson, do you make of those night games? It's like, does that, does that have any future indication for you? Like at all? With the fact that Seattle does well in them really, really well. Yes. You know, what's weird too, is they, they lost two playoff games in recent years where they, they were early East coast games and it took them like a while. They didn't get going to like the third quarter. It was too late. They lost to the Falcons. I think uh, four years ago, yep. three years ago. Yep. And then they lost last and year Carolina. to Carolina where they just, their body clock, like, Maybe they're late night, you know, they're like, they're like me, you know, I'm not a morning person like yourself, uh, rather right. stay up late than get up early. Who knows? I don't know why that is. I don't know if there's anything to it. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea either, but that's fine. I'm going to mark this down as a pick. Uh, for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Colts minus one and a half at jets. Who do you have here? Uh, I mean, I went with the Colts just assuming that luck would play, but I, I mean, this game, that's probably the sucker side, obviously. I don't know. This is a game I would just a big, even though it's a prime time, so I'll probably bet again because I'm a degenerate. I would stay away from this one. Yeah, I took the Jets. I, I was I felt the same way as you, and then I really thought about it for a while, and I thought, you know, the Jets is the right play. I, I it is we, the right play. I kind of right. I weaseled out and I made the Colts twenty four twenty three, and the Jets minus one and <laughs> that, the Colts terrible. minus one and a half. Yeah, that's so terrible. I was like, all right. I'm, I was like, how can the Colts not win this game, right? But at the same time, they can't cover. I don't know. It was kind of. Ridiculous, but I, that's what that's I That's certainly Weasley, for yes, sure. It yes, it is. We're staying away from that one, though. So, all right, you want to come up with the five? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Seattle is definitely one. Yep. And I would say um, the Saints. I got, okay, yep. That's two. I would also – I'm happy to do the Packers if you want to make that three. Okay. And then – And then I, what, about, what about your Giants? Sure. I don't feel that strongly, but sure. Okay, um – what about Bengals or Bucks? I kind of have a I, – I, I didn't really feel strongly about it, but now I'm starting to like the Bengals a little more the more we talk about it. Right. Exactly. I think that's the right one. Okay, so then we need one more then. No, so we got Bucks. five. We got five. Well, Seahawks, Saints, Packers, and Bengals. Oh, I thought you wanted the Giants. Okay, Giants done. Done and done. Okay, because cool. if you don't want the All Giants, right. I would take the Bears. Uh, or which the one Bills. Do you like more? The Bears or the Bills? Ah. Uh. Um, let's go Bills. All right, let's do it. Done. That sounds like the right Okay. Point. Okay, cool. All right, that's it, right? We're all good? That's it. Seahawks, Saints, Packers, Bengals, Bills. All right, done. I think four and one this week. Well, we better, yeah. We got we got to keep this rolling. Yeah, yeah, we will. All right, man. <laughs> Take it easy. Good talking to you. All right, thanks, Liz. Thanks, Liz. Later. This podcast was sponsored by FanDuel. There is a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get that free subscription, but you also have the $10 available to play with on FanDuel. It's more than $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW.
Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft. Smooth ends, no flyaways, shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon, only from John Frieda.